I've given. Father, I give you glory by finishing the work that you've given me to do. What what has God given us? What's the job that God has given us to do? Right? You know, what what has God given us? You know, we we can look at Mark. Let, let's let's just look at Mark chapter sixteen here real quick. It says this. It says. Jim, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believes not shall be damned, and these signs shall follow those that believe. In my name, you will cast out devils and you will speak with new tongues. You'll take up serpents, and if you drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt you. You shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. You know, I I know that your Bible probably says they, but, but you are they. Okay? You are they. You're the ones that God is talking to here. And it says this, so, so after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat at the right hand of, of, of God. And it says, and they, which is us, went forth and preached the gospel and preached everywhere, the word working with and confirming the word with signs following. That's our job. You know, every, every one of us, you know, not every one of us is, is, is a pastor. You know, not every one of us is a lay leader. Not every one of us is, is the worship leader or the drummer or the plays the keyboard or the organ or, or, you know, not everyone's an usher. Not everyone's, you know, whatever position you think is, is important, but everybody's got an important job in the body of Christ. Everybody. Everybody. And in John chapter 17 here, he's, he's telling us that I've equipped you. That I've equipped you to do the job that I've called you to do. There's not a one in here that can't and don't have the ability to do what God has called you to do. All we need to do is show up. You know, and it doesn't make any difference where you're at right now, where you're an apprentice, you know, just learning. You know, you know we're all apprentices in some area. You know, there, there's not anybody here that's a master at everything or maybe even a journey journeyman at everything. You know, we're, we're, we're all have areas of apprenticeship where we're learning how to how to to follow the word of God, to follow the the voice of God. You know, I I can remember, you know, thirty five, forty years ago. You know, we didn't know no, I didn't know nothing, absolutely 
was was scripturally illiterate. I was, you know, the ground level was here. I was down here. You know, didn't know nothing. But yet, you know, Suzanne and I taught taught Sunday school class, and and the way I got things to teach for Sunday school class is, <clears throat> excuse me, I took notes during the pastor's sermon and wrote down scriptures. And and when I went home that Sunday afternoon or Sunday night or Monday morning, whenever it was, you know, we got in the Word and found out that really is what it says. You know, that is what it says. And and, and we had a cross-reference Bible, and we would, you know, Look at look at a verse of scripture and see that it it cross referenced over here to two or three more scriptures and we'd read them and 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 we were excited didn't know much but but we were excited about the job that we had and and that's what we taught the kids next Sunday in Sunday school class you know it was fresh Joe because the Sunday before I didn't know that. You know, didn't know it. And I was still an apprentice, and, and, and God still honored that. You know, God honored it. You know, I, I can remember, you know, when we taught a Sunday school class, probably your guys' age right here, and, you know, they was five or six of us all crammed up into a little classroom. And uh, I don't remember what we was teaching on right at the moment, but but four or five of them wanted to get born again. And Walter, I, we were so spiritually illiterate, I didn't know that, that I could lead them to Jesus. So I said, okay, guys, you know, we're going to have to wait till Sunday school is over. And and when the pastor gives the invitation, then, then, then we're going to go up and, and get saved. Okay, so, you know, that's what we did. We you know, I think we all sat on the front row or the second to the front row. <clears throat> you know, Suzanne and I and and, and the kids and and uh, you know, whenever that time came in the service, you know, we just all marched up there, and and they did and and God did. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will honor you where you're at. You know, you don't you don't have to be you don't have to be a a master in the Word of God, to do what God has told you that you need to do. He said he's given us the Word, and um, well, let, let's, let's go on here. In you know, verse 6, Jesus is praying here, and he, he's addressing his, his Father, and he says, I've revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. What's he saying here? He says, Father, I've done my best to reveal to you, to reveal you to the world the best that I can do. You know, I've taken the word that I know 
and, and I'm revealing you to the world. The ones that you've put in my path, the ones that, that you've put an unction in my heart to, to minister to, Father, I've done that, and, and they believed on you because of your word. How many here have ever had had um, the opportunity to to minister to someone? And and I'm not saying you know necessarily laying hands, you know, or praying at the altar. You know, I'm I'm just talking about every day at work or at the feed store, or at the elevator, or at Walmart, or at the grocery store. Or, or wherever, or at school, or, you know, wherever you're at, have had the opportunity, you know, felt that tug down on the inside of your heart that that you knew that you needed to say something to them about, about what the Word says about the situation that they're going through. And you just didn't do it. Just didn't do it. You kind of pulled a Frankie on me here. You knew what you needed to do and could do what you were called to do, but you didn't show up. You know, God sent you a text and said, hey, Jim needs some help today. You know, can you pray for him? And and for whatever reason, and, you know, we've all done that. You know, I've done it many times. You know, just just didn't do it. And, you know, the opportunity passes. And you think, gosh, what was I doing? God said, well, you didn't do nothing. You know, you didn't do anything. But he said, you know, Mac, I've got good news for you. If you'll come to me, Confess your sins, you know, I'll forgive you. You know, and, and we can start all over again. We we can start this whole deal over again. And and the next time, the next time, Father, you know, I'll I'll, I'll be obedient. You know, I know what your voice sounds like now. You know, because you may have been real wrestling with that just a little bit. You know, Father, I know what your voice sounds like now. The next time I have that opportunity. I'm going to I'm going to nail it. You know because I know what needs to be done. You know we we've all missed it. We've all missed it. But God is a God of a second chance. Amen. He's he's got a job for every one of us to do here. Every one of us in uh, let me find this here. I think I'd have worked that. You know, in First Corinthians chapter twelve, and then again in in uh, Romans chapter twelve. It, it talks about 
how the body of Christ is is put together, just like your body is. You know, we there's there's hands and there's feet and there's fingers and there's toes and there's you know parts that are to be seen and parts that aren't to be seen. But it says in verse eighteen of First Corinthians chapter twelve, it says, but as it is, God has placed and arranged the limbs and the organs in the body, each particular one of them, just as he wished and saw fit and with the best adaptation. In other words, what he's saying here, he says, you know, I know you, you know, and I know where you're going to fit in the best. You know, you may be a foot. And she may be a, a a finger or a toe or a leg or or an ear or a nose. You know, I, I know where each and every one of you fits the best. And and it says because and it says I'm I will anoint you and 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 see fit that that the place that I put you in is where you fit the best with the best adaptation. That's what that means. You know, he's not going to put you, you know, if, if you're if you're a foot, he's not going to put it on the end of your arm. Okay? He's going to put it on on your leg down here where it belongs. And you know, God has a place for for each and every one of us to to fit, to function and to be a part of the body. In in First Timothy chapter one, it says, "I give thanks to him who has granted granted me the needed strength and may be and made me able for this Christ Jesus our Lord, because he has judged and counted me faithful and trustworthy, appointing me." To this ministry, he has counted me faithful and appointed me to this ministry. Do the next verse. Can you do that? This is this is Paul talking here to Timothy, and he's saying, you know, God has counted me faithful. And appointed me to this ministry, though I formerly blasphemed and persecuted and was shamefully and outrageously aggressive, insulting him. Nevertheless, I obtained mercy because I had acted out of ignorance and unbelief. Hallelujah. Paul said that he had been counted as faithful to the ministry that he had been placed in, even though he had messed up so many times. How many qualify for that? We've messed up so many times. We've messed up so many times. As we go ahead and read down through John 17 there, 
it, it says that the word is your training, his name is your protection, and salvation is your message. He's given us his word. He's given us his name, the name above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things above earth, underneath the earth, in the earth. We've been given the name that's above every name. And, and our ministry and our message to the world is, is Jesus is the answer to any problem that you have. Jesus is the answer. You know, I remember about uh, probably 17, 18 years ago, um, I had a niece, Suzanne's niece, that was dying of cancer. You know, she was probably early 30s, maybe. I'm not real sure. And, you know, God had spoken to me several times about going and seeing her and, and sharing with her, you know, the, the message of salvation, because I was pretty sure that, that she wasn't saved. And, um, you know, and, and I just kept putting it off. Just kept putting it off, you know, kind of like Frankie here. You know, I didn't show up for work. You know, to, uh, that's just kind of my terms for this. You know, and, and I don't remember how long this had gone on. Probably it could have gone on for a year. I, I don't remember. You know, the fact that, you know, I knew that I was supposed to go talk to her and, and, and share the word with her, but it just it never seemed like the opportunity was there. And, you know, th- there was always an excuse not to do what what God had told me to do. You know, you, you use a lot of different different uh, excuses. You know, I'm not qualified. She probably wouldn't listen anyway. You know, uh, you know, I never had the opportunity, you know, one-on-one. You know, I mean, there are just numerous, numerous excuses for not doing it. But I, I remember, you know, I think it was in July, and sh- she was getting really bad. They'd sit her home, you know, on, on hospice you know, had the morphine drip and, and, you know, she was just, you know, wasn't, wasn't good. We were on our way to, uh, you know, the Lake of the Ozarks where we was preparing to go to a minister's conference up there that we went to every year. And, and, you know, I just, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, God just made me so miserable that, that I had to do something, you know, I had to do something. So, you know, I told, you know, we was getting, preparing, you know, packing and getting ready to go. And, and I told Suzanne, you know, I've, I've got to go talk to her and, uh, you know, so I'll get God off my back. You know, I, I took off and, and uh, you know, went, went to see her and, uh, you know, pulled up a chair, you know, got there and, and her mom was there and one of her daughters, youngest daughter, I think. And pulled up a chair beside, beside her, and and uh, you know she she could understand what was going on, and you know I just told her how much God loved her. That 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 she needed to receive Him as as her Lord, and you know regardless of what happened, you know when if she she lived or 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 she didn't live. That that Jesus loved her, 
And he wasn't the one that put this sickness and disease on her. And that if she would confess with her mouth and believe in her heart that Jesus died for her, that she'd be saved. And, uh, you know, it, it looked like, you know, she wasn't going to make it. And I said, you know, whenever you leave here, you're going to go into and be in the presence of God. You know, that's, that's where my faith was at. And, uh, you know, so we, we prayed and, and, uh, you know, she, she couldn't, she couldn't talk, but she could nod her head. You know, and I held her hand and we prayed the, the sinner's prayer and, and, uh, she kind of reached her hand out the best she could and, and, and grabbed a hold of mine. You know, and we both boohooed a little bit. And her daughter came up, and, and we prayed the prayer with her, and she got born again. You know, we, we, I left, and we went to, uh, went to our meeting. And I think probably within a week to 10 days, uh, she went home to be with Jesus. You know, now I, I don't know whether, you know, I, I, I can't find this in the Bible anywhere. So this is the gospel according to Jim. And you can do with this whatever you want to do with it. But, you know, I believe that, that God places specific people in our lives for us to, to affect their lives. You know, and, uh, you know, and I'm not saying... You know, if, if we don't if we don't step up to the plate and do what we're supposed to do, that they're doomed and going to hell. I'm not saying that, but but I believe that that God puts people in our lives so that so that we can make a difference in that person's life. You know, and and every one of us are are called to do that. You know, we've been we've been equipped, we've been anointed. You know, we just read back there in First Corinthians chapter twelve that that he's he's placed everyone in the body where they fit the best. You know, we we looked in in Mark chapter sixteen verse fifteen where it says, "Go into all the world and preach." Or I don't like that word preach. I like to put say proclaim. You know, a lot of times when you say preach, that makes makes. You you know, you kind of get the impression that you you go up there and you you meet on the back of the chair and and you're preaching the word of you know you're bringing hellfire and brimstone. That's not what it is. Preach just simply means to proclaim or to announce the, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know that's that's what that's what preach means. And every every one of us is called. To, to do that, to proclaim the Word of God. Hallelujah. But God is looking for apprentices that are excited about the where they're at and are, are proclaiming the Word just as fast as, as God downloads it into them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's looking for journeymen that may be not the the top in their field, but are dependable. And then he's looking for the master technicians 
that are the best in their field and are ready to show up for work. Amen? And, and it's a privilege to work in the kingdom of God. You're working in the kingdom of God. You know, I, I guess there's a price to pay, but the benefits outweighs the price. Exactly. Glory to God. You know, Satan would like you to, to focus on the, on the expense of being a part of the body, but God wants you to focus on the benefits. Amen. And and the last time I was I I taught here or had the service, we looked at at Deuteronomy chapter twenty eight. Glory to God. That's that's one of my favorite parts of the Bible. Is that is that a word? Most favorite. That, that's one of the best scriptures in the in the in the Bible. Is the blessings of Abraham. And it says, all those belong to you if, if you'll do my word, if you're faithful and just to do my word. <laughs> Amen. God this morning is looking for some faithful people. He's, want, he's looking for some people this morning that will, will hear his voice and, and, and not just a hearer, but a doer. Amen. He's wanting a bunch of doers. You know, it, it, it never ceases to amaze me. You know, when when I was, uh, you know, a service manager, nothing ever gets done unless somebody does it. And I know that's that may be pretty deep, but that's true. You know, nothing ever happens unless somebody does it. You know, it, it, it's that way in the secular world, you know, uh, and it, it, it works that way in the kingdom of God, you know. If it's not happening, nobody's doing it. But if it is happening, either you or somebody else has done it. Amen. Hallelujah, Joe. So my challenge to us this morning is, you know, what, what is our message? Are we showing up for work or are we just hoping that everything gets done, I guess, by somebody else? Or is it getting done because we're doing our part? Like I said at the beginning, the vision that, that God has placed on Pastor Kent's heart is, is, is bigger than he is. It's a whole lot bigger than he is. It's bigger than we are. It's bigger than we are. And, and, and our part, you know, our part in that is that, that we need to figure out where we're at, listen to what God is calling us to do, and, and be a doer of it, and, and you know, be showing up to work whenever he gives us a call. You know, we're on call 24-7. You know, we're on call 24-7, 365 days a year. You know, that, that's the price to pay for, for leading somebody to Jesus that's on their way to hell, and they've only got a few days to live.
come to the altars and 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 declare that God has anointed me to do what he's called me to do. He's given me the training that I need or I'm in the process of getting the training that I need and and everything that I know I'm not just keeping it on the inside of me but I'm giving it to the world that he's told me to go to. Amen.